you know, at the end of the day, you're going to achieve a higher level, but you have to really chase it in a way other people do not. Welcome everyone to the Driving Vision Podcast brought to you by the Ziegler Auto Group. And here with me, Auto Group Director of Talent Development, Mike Van Ryan. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks, Sam. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like it if you do, and leave a comment. Driving an enormous vision of hockey success at Western Michigan is head coach Pat Fershweiler. Joining me in the new Ziegler studios are Coach Fershweiler and Ziegler Auto Group President and CEO Aaron Ziegler to hear Pat's vision, how he's driving that vision to success at Western Michigan University. We go there now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Future of Zach Today Driving Vision podcast. Today in studio, we actually have an incredibly special guest, and it's an exciting opportunity to have a guest that was with us for the Ziegler Speaker Series, Coach Pat Fershweiler with Western Michigan Hockey Fame. Welcome, Coach. Yeah, excited to be here. And of course, back, Aaron Ziegler, President and CEO of the Ziegler Auto Group, Aaron Ziegler. Sam, thanks for having me. Excited to have you here. So, Coach, last year... You go back a little over a year ago, you were the assistant head coach at uh, Western Michigan University. And right before the season started, the head coach got mad at the administration because they cut the cut his budget and it was too big a challenge for him and he quit. And you got the head coaching job because you looked at this as a, uh, not, not as a challenge that was too insurmountable, but you looked at it as an opportunity and you went on to have the greatest season in the history of Western Michigan hockey. And at the end of the year in the national tournament, you have a number one seed. Tell us about that. What was the opportunity you saw when, when the other guy thought it was too big a challenge and quit? Well, one, what a great ride it was. It was, it was a ton of fun. And, and, but I had worked with this team for the last, you know, the two previous seasons after I came back from Detroit and I knew what a special group of players this was and really what a special group of people it was. You know, it, we were in that locker room. So it was a great group of kids that were there to achieve. And they love coming to the rink and they and they they love the process of getting back. So what a what a great group to start out with, right? So I was excited for the opportunity. I got the job 28 days before our first practice. So th- that in itself, you think, oh, but I was used to the guys. I had a plan, you know, and I had I had a plan to be the head coach eventually here. And and I knew how I was gonna start and I knew the hockey side of things for sure. And and so we just kind of hit the ground running with a group that was excited for me to be in charge. And I think I was excited to be there and that energy really carried us throughout the year. And, and it was just watching these young men grow and, and really believe in themselves. You know, so many times at Western, like we have to say, we're, we want to be great. That's a good thing to say that, right? Let's, yeah. let's say we want to be great yeah. and go chase it. And that's exactly what we did last year. I thought it was great. So, so you get the job 28 days before the season. So you don't have a lot of time to prepare, but the reality is, you knew you were going to be a head coach at some point. So you'd been preparing for this for years and years and years. 100%. And it's, it's something that Jeff Blash and I talked about when I was first at Western, you know, 12 years ago and I spent a year with Blash and then, and then, uh, you know, five more in pro hockey with Blash, but he talked every day, think like a head coach every day, prepare like you're the head coach and, and to make sure that, cause he, you know, he had planned for me to, you know, to be a head coach at some point as well and plan on that every day, be ready to be, to lead your own team? What would you do in these situations? So, you know, credit to him to challenge me to be ready in all those situations. And it really, think, helped me last year. Yeah, that's awesome. So in our organization, we have something called Ziegler University and it's our, our development program. And we're trying to do the same thing that, that you're talking about. And that is develop a future generation of leaders. Yeah. And everybody can be a, uh, a leader in a uh, organization. And then when they get the opportunity, they're ready because they prepared for that position. 
you know, it's, it's amazing. When you came and spoke to us, you showed us a video that reflects your passion. And we sense that passion in the locker room. You showed us uh, the Jordan, Jordan, Michael Jordan's the last dance. Yeah. What made you choose that video to start with team Ziggler? One, I just, I think, you know, winners, Jordan's one of the greatest winners of all. Time, Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, and so, you, you know, you watch the last dance and it, it came out at a perfect time during COVID where everyone was watching TV. And yeah. I think everyone got re-excited. Yeah. about what kind of leader and person he was and yeah. and you know there were some things in there that that were exciting to me when when he says you know leadership has a price yes you know winning has a price these kind of things to me make sense and like there is a price to be paid for these things you have to do things that others aren't willing to do yeah to achieve more than they can achieve and that excites me you know so, so aaron talks about you're becoming western michigan's head coach one ran towards the opportunity that was you the other kind of not ran away from it, but didn't want to embrace that opportunity. What is the price of winning? What is the price of leadership that made you run towards it? What was that price you were willing to pay at Western Michigan to be the head coach? Well, it's a total emotional and literally physical investment into what you're doing, Yeah. right? And to be the challenge of being where you're at 100% every day Yeah. and all in. And I think, you know, I was all in, we brought a, a, I was lucky enough to hire a great assistant coach, one of my best friends in the world, Jason Herter, who's been grossly successful in college hockey, maybe one of the best recruiters in college hockey. So we got our, our staff on board, we get the right people on board, and then we just go for it, you know, and we're all in every day. You know, Aaron Ziegler talks about this a lot. Yeah. Not only be all in, be present, but run towards your goal with a passion that's unknown in any industry. And to Aaron's point, our Ziegler University reflects that. Why is that so hard in business and sports to be present, to have a clear goal and to run towards that goal? Why is that a challenge today? Well, I think it's a challenge. There's so many distractions in life and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and whether they call them distractions or not, they're just, they're, 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 it's life going on, right? You have family, you have, you have children, you, we have different things to do. It's not but an either or though, is it? It doesn't have to be. I <laughs> no. think they're, they're, you can choose great. And while you're, while I'm at the rink, I am at the rink 100% there and then invested in that. And then when I'm at home, I'm 100% invested in the family as well. So I think you, it is not either or. And yeah. I think some people get lost in that and they, they lose their vision of, of what it is, but you can really do everything well. Aaron, what's your philosophy on that in business? You know, it, it is, I think, a lot harder to stay focused these days. And you have to keep your eye on the ball. And when you set a goal, you've also got to set a time limit because otherwise it's something that you can kind of keep, kind of keep kicking the can down the road. Yes. So you have a goal, you have a time limit, and then you got to figure out what you've got to do to achieve. And you got to ask yourself, hey, what am I willing to sacrifice for my goal? Because there's going to be sacrifices to be to be great. Yeah. So, so coach, one question I got, I love going to Western Michigan hockey games because you walk in the arena and the energy in there is incredible. I think you guys got voted the number one student fan base in America. They call them the Lawson Lunatics. So it's Lawson Ice Arena, the Lawson Lunatics. And um, how have you created that type of excitement, that type of an environment in, uh, in hockey? Well, it's so exciting. And, and you're right. They are the number one student section in college hockey. And, and, and they're, the excitement and the energy that is infused into our team and into the building gives us a tremendous home ice advantage for sure. I think our success for sure, our communication with the, with the students, we embrace those students. We know that they're a very important part of us winning so much at home. So certainly that's a big part of it. And they just drive us forward. You know, one of the things I love is when you guys score a goal on the other uh, goalie, the, uh, the students talk to them. They have this chant. And, and they tell me, let the whole team down oh. <laughs> out there. So I, I love when, when we hear you let the whole team down. That gets in their head, right? Ultimate accountability. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. 
So coach, you, you know, in business and sports, adding new members to a team is super important. Recruiting is important. And you have a philosophy about recruiting that very closely mirrors ours as an auto group. One of the things you recruit for is character. Talk to us a little bit about character. We talk in our, our first, um, you know, kind of thing on our checklist of any recruit is, are you a good person? Yeah. And we talk about that daily and we mean it. We, we've, before we ever recruit a person, we, we'll talk to everyone in hockey that has touched his life that we know. What is he about? Is he a good person? What I, is a good person? <laughs> you know, someone that's, that does it right. Yeah. You know, um, that cares. Yeah. And, and that loves hockey. And you say, well, everybody loves their sport they play. That is not true. Yeah. A lot of people like the sport they play. And a lot of people play it because they're good at it. We want people that love it and people that have inner drive. We believe those people that are self-driven pass people along the way and they continue to improve past the other people. Isn't that interesting that that passion and drive exceeds raw talent? Uh -huh. That's the motion. That That's the drive. You talk about inner drive. And Aaron, I think that's something we look for at the Ziegler Auto Group. It's something you can't teach, right? No, you can't teach uh, somebody to be driven. You can't teach them to be passionate. And the reality is in life, People are passionate about different things. So you've got to find what you're really passionate at to be good at it. Yeah. And when you're passionate about something, it's easier to be good at it. Yeah. Right. And I think the only way that you can truly be great is to have a, a love for what you do. And, you know, uh, Coach Izzo the other day was with us and he said, do you like it? Do you love it? Or do you live it? Yes. And, and you really got to live it yeah. to be great at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. You, you had an interesting philosophy you shared with us. You said... And I'm going to use different words. You can All use right. the right words. You said complaining is losing. Tell us the way you said it. <laughs> well, I don't know if I said, I mean, <laughs> I, I said bitching equals losing. Yeah. It always has. What do you mean by always that? always will. So, I mean, we're given lots. Yeah. And um, especially our players. Our, our, our players, they're, they're healthy. They're Division One athletes. They're a world-class university. Um, they're given lots of opportunity to succeed. Yeah. So let's focus on that. Yeah. Right. And then the other part of that is, you know, you're not allowed to, to listen to your teammate complain. I love this part. Don't and you, Aaron? So like that takes them right off the hook. Yeah. And so, and in fact, if I'm a teammate and I'm hearing this, you say, I have a responsibility. What's that responsibility? Yeah. To shut it down, to send them to the person who can affect change. And that's yes. the leadership. That's me and my coaches. So come, if, if you have a concern or, or a, a thought that you're unhappy with, or you're unclear about, come and talk to the coaches. We're yeah. the people that can affect change. Yeah. Your teammate cannot. So you guys be in that locker room, you're together, you're a unit, you're a team and anything concern or complaint, our doors wide open. Come on in and talk to us. Yeah. In business sports and elsewhere, I imagine there can be these huddles of negativity and they grow as quickly as the contagion of passion and excitement, right? They can. And, and it's got to be a challenge to figure out in any moment who can affect that change. In your world, it's the coach. Aaron, what's our philosophy at the Ziegler Auto Group? Who can affect change? If I'm around a salesperson or a technician or a, or a, a lot porter that's complaining, how do I know where to take that uh, energy? Well, I think everybody can affect change. And I think everybody has to affect change. And, you know, I, I agree with Coach's philosophy here that, you know, you don't want to sit around and listen to somebody else complain and bitch. Yeah. You got to tell them, hey, you got to fix it. If you have an issue, you got to go to the person that can fix it. You got to communicate directly with with them. It doesn't do you any good to go to somebody that can't can't fix it. It just brings everybody else down. And that's what that's all of a sudden, you know, culture will start to crumble and you'll get cracks in it. And, and the culture is the foundation that a company or a team 
is, you know, last year, Coach, you, we talked about you having one of the best teams in the country, number one seed in the NCAA tournament. You lose a bunch of guys this year to the NHL. So the media comes out and says it's going to be a, a rebuilding year, but you, you don't accept that. And, um, you know, last Friday night, you're on the road. You beat the four, fourth-ranked team in the nation. You you, you have, again, one of the top-ranked teams in the in the country. How do you come back? You lose a bunch of guys, and uh, how, do you, how do you all of a sudden, you know, come back and, and start winning again at a very high level? Well, we started with all our returning players um, really investing in their in, in success over the summer. They all got better. They all got stronger. They all got faster. They saw the success last year and that our seniors and our other players had, and they knew the model was correct, right? The developmental model, but they had to invest it all in. And so all of a sudden they're stronger, they're faster. There are leaders immediately coming back. We were able to, to, to uh, secure some transfers that helped us as well. Um, but really, you know, the, the culture is, is there. And we have great leadership again this year. A kid named Jason Poland was on the team last year. He's been a tremendous player for four years. And, and I think that, you know, just that setting that standard that they set every day from our leaders on down has really helped us, you know, start well this season. That standard is such an important part of success, isn't it? And if there's a belief level at the leadership level that transfers to the troops and then everything becomes possible, Aaron, right? Yeah. You, you know, it was interesting. I was at a game the other night and, and uh, you guys were up by two goals at the end of the game. The other team pulls their goalie. So no goalie in the net and your senior captain Poland's got a breakaway and he's going to easily score. And he's got another line mate with him and he passes the puck over and lets the, the teammate score oh. to get a goal. Now he'd already had a hat trick that night. He had a hat trick the night before, but I thought um, from senior leadership, amazing way to build a culture. Now you also might look at that and go, God, what if they missed the goal? Cause he had uh, 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 be a little scary, but he, he, he obviously had confidence in himself and his teammate to, to, to make an easy goal. What are your thoughts on that moment? Well, <laughs> well Aaron nailed yeah. Uh, what, what if it had no, but what a self did it make moment. you nervous? Uh, it, I mean, they were, they were on it. I, I would have probably shot it honestly, but <laughs> what, but what a, what a unselfish selfless act by our leader. Yeah. And don't think that wasn't immediately recognized in the locker room afterwards with everybody was talking about when we, when I walked in the locker room after the game about that pass and about our leader. And that's just the kind of young man he is. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. And I just thought, God, that was an incredible moment of great leadership. And uh, I had instant respect for him uh, doing that. When you talk about developing a high-performance team, a winning team, there were two other things that I just thought were really neat from your time with us. Number one, it echoes something Coach Izzo said to us. In this day of it being so tough to be present, you talk about talking to every player daily, which is tough. And in NCA sports, it doesn't happen a lot. Talk to us about your philosophy behind that. Well, it's a, yeah, no, it is, it isn't easy, but it's, I think it's, it, it's so necessary for success. And again, it's not just myself. It's, it's, it's our coaching staff. We're trying to touch every player every day in some way and, and let them know that we truly are invested in them as people. Yeah. And I think once they know that and they feel they're going to give you everything they have as well and their teammates, everything they have, it, it's part of building that culture for sure. And you know where they are, you know how to supplement, you know how to pull back, you, you, you know how to make adjustments. So the other thing that you said, you recruit for competitiveness, right? And you can't teach competition. You've got it or not in a lot of cases. And you said greatness has a little slice of crazy. And when you said it, Aaron, don't you remember? He, you said it with this smile on your face because you've got that crazy a little bit. Well, I think you have to. If you, I, I always say, you know, you have to be willing to do what others aren't. Yeah. And and not just, you know, the, the, you know, the high achievers, you have to be willing to do more than they're doing. 
you know, so real true greatness just takes that willingness. And, you know, I always thought a little slice of crazy because yeah. it people will say, well, he's crazy because he works so hard. He crazy yeah. does us. Uh, I think those are called, you know, winners. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to achieve a higher level, but you have to really chase it in a way other people do not. How do you embrace a little bit of that crazy? Because I see that every now and again, some of, some of the best performers take pot shots from the peanut gallery for that crazy. Hey, yeah. why are you willing to do this? Why are you willing to do that? In fact, you shared an example of a workout session where you went and saw one of your players working out. You could have easily turned around and left the locker room after a uh, late night plane ride or the, uh, the, the gym after the late night plane ride. Instead, you actually went in and didn't compete with them, no. but you would not, you would not concede. Tell us that. Well, yeah, it was, I, mean, I could go through the whole thing, but it was uh, it was what, time in Detroit, and it was a lead player in Detroit for sure. And, yeah. And he's in there working out after we had home at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, he's working every, out at eleven o'clock the next morning. It, it's every excuse not to work out, both you and he, right? Yeah. And <laughs> in the middle of a, an NHL season, fifty games in, and he's cranking out an hour and twenty minute leg workout that is, I mean, would have crumpled most people in, in the summer. Yeah. And here he is. He's our best player and, and he's achieving at a super high level already. And I asked him, you know, why, why he was doing it. And he said, need to work harder. Need yeah. to be better. Haven't yeah. been good enough. And that's what greatness looks like. You're never satisfied. Yeah. Right. And you're always willing to do more. You know what the secret sauce is. Yeah. It's literally work harder. Yeah. I heard uh, there was a, something on social media, Kobe Bryant talking about his workout schedule and how he managed to actually fit in two additional sessions by waking up at four o'clock in the morning. And he talks about how the power of time, not only does it work in money and investing, it works in our personal growth and development, Aaron, doesn't it? And that's why we've given Ziggler, Team Ziggler, so many opportunities to grow and develop. If you'll spend those hours every day, they multiply in a way it's tough to ever catch up on. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because um, we've got our, our development program. And if you look at it, like on the sales side, when we first brought that out, our top sales guys, well, Marty, the top sales guy, why do I need to do that? Because right. we're going to make you better. So yeah. it used to be, you know, the top sales guy would sell 30 cars a month. Now it's 75 a month. Yeah, That bar is, has Raised. risen out there because yeah. the best are constantly making themselves better. Yeah, And it's just like in sports, the, the best are the best because they're willing to do things that others aren't. They've got that work ethic. And they're willing to put the time in and they're willing to stay focused on, on their goals. And if you're willing to do that, that's what it takes to be successful. You talk about that commitment and it, it, it's exciting and it's ex inspiring. You said, be the best player every day. We believe that at Ziggler. How, how, talk to us about that within the Western Michigan hockey program. Well, certainly there's a challenge about our leadership group and, and, and every team knows who their best players are. Yeah. It's not a secret. You know, they're slotted in there. Those guys have to perform and set that standard. And once they set it, now everyone else has to set their standard as well and try yeah. to live up to that standard. So, and we think a, a, a team is best when it's player driven and player centric. So we coach hard early in the season. And then slowly as, as the season goes on, we pass it to the leadership group and the leadership group is now in charge of the team as much as we are. Yeah. So a question that we typically ask in the beginning, we'll ask here towards the end. What is your vision for the uh, Western Michigan hockey uh, program? Well, I think sustained greatness, yeah. you know, and, and it's, we've Western throughout our history has had lots of good years and, and, and some very, very good years. But again, I, I think we need to say we're trying to be great Yeah. and not be afraid of that or shy away from it. And there still might be a down year in there, but there's, we want to set a championship standard. 
and really chase it. Let people know that, hey, we that's what we're going for. Nice. And really achieve a high standard. That is so inspiring, isn't it, Aaron? Because there are programs your size, our size that might say, hey, you know what? We're not going to have that goal because right. resources, timing, location, access to players. You're daring to be the best without question, regardless. We right? can. I, I believe Western Michigan can win a national championship in hockey. And we have all the resources here to succeed at a high, high level. I think we proved that last year as a number one seed. And um, we haven't done it yet but we're going to chase it as hard as we can. That's awesome. Yeah. When you do win that national championship, you're going to have to come back on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. I hope it's next year. <laughs> hey, Coach, we absolutely appreciate you being here. It's awesome to have you in the uh, locker room here with Team Ziegler, Western Michigan uh, hockey coach, uh, Pat Hirschweiler, Aaron Ziegler. We appreciate you both being here. Thanks, Sam, and thanks, thanks Coach. Good luck the rest of the year. A special thanks to Aaron Ziegler and Western Michigan hockey coach Pat Fershweiler for joining and participating in the podcast this week. Until next week, how are you driving vision today? Today.